0: ity check one, two, testing, testing, nut sacks, the nut sacks, the nut sacks. All right, and welcome to episode 22 of the Closet Talk Podcast. I am your host, Ethan. I hope all of you guys are doing well. Paige has got a bunch of new followers. Um, so, for all of you that are new to uh, this uh, podcast um, it's not a show about being gay um, that's <laughs> that's what my guest uh, today seems to think uh, um, today my guest is my good friend uh, and uh, I think it, you were, we met through stand-up um, my guest today is Mr. Sean Pearson hello hello yes he is not uh, uh, what what uh, who says Gutentag? German people Are you German?
1: Nope
0: No you're not That's you're... why I mixed it up Yeah oh, Okay See Sean is one of those people That likes to throw you The curveball You know Because when yeah. you see Sean If you've ever seen Sean Pearson He looks like uh um What do they call you Rick Moranis Right Just a little mm. Midget version of Rick Moranis That's
1: true <laughs> Well Midget I mean uh, Yeah
0: Yeah Not Not uh, In the Uh is your wife taller than you?
1: Meta, in a medical sense, yeah.
0: Is your wife taller than you?
1: Uh, I think we're the same height.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because yeah. that would just be weird if she's just looking down on you, telling you to take yeah, out the trash.
1: Yeah, like from Space Jam. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Sean here, me and him met through uh, doing stand-up, stand-up comedy. How long have you been doing comedy for, Sean?
1: Uh, I'd say off and on probably
0: like six years or so a little less right right um and now you're kind of transitioning more i've noticed transitioning more into like writing instead of performing
1: yeah i have uh i just don't perform well you know in my opinion
0: now why do you feel like that's a bad thing though
1: that i don't do well
0: (laughs) no 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 why do you think like transitioning from performing to just being a writer instead of a performer? Like, why do you think that that's bad? You seem to kind of like have some kind of uh, pullback, you know, when it comes to like giving up performing to just write.
1: because uh, I like the feeling that you get when you perform. You know, I don't know if anybody else listening is uh, performing in anything music or anything like that, but I'm sure they can sympathize with that feeling that you get when. Something lands or something hits, sure. Whatever it may be,
0: yeah. You know. So you just feel like you're not going to get that uh, if you do writing. Uh
1: no, because I've I have, you know, written something for somebody once and have him did it and I like, got well, only one time and have him uh, get a laugh at a club and it was pretty funny
0: mm-hmm. and it was a
1: good rush, you know, because I knew I did it.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, see, and that's what, uh, that's, I think, what my point was going to be was that even if you're just writing, you're still writing something that somebody's going to use on stage, so you're basically still getting a laugh. You're just, mm-hmm. you know, you're just sitting behind everybody instead of <laughs> them staring at you. Yes,
1: without the tools to make it through the through the performance, right. I feel. I don't know, I just feel like I, because I, I used to perform quite a bit every week, and then, uh, but now I just, uh, just don't feel very comfortable
0: doing it. You so. were you were running a Catch a Rising Star for a while.
1: Yeah, the word running is pretty loose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, something tells me that you had it set up like a show. You had the keys, yeah. You, get, you, had the, <laughs> you had the keys. Yeah. Dude, I just got done doing this show, and I'm not going to name any names of the place because, you know, they did pay me and they did, uh, you know, give me a room and stuff like that. But, dude, there was. The one audience member, like, was just this heavy set lady, and she's, like, passing out at a fucking slot machine. She's, like, using her, she was using her neck fat as a pillow, and it was Uh, just, the room was not set up. It was an hour and a half late start time, and, you know, you just don't do that, you know?
1: Yeah, I was pretty stickler on time, starting, you know, on time.
0: Right. What's the latest you think you can push a show and people be okay with it?
1: Oh in a professional setting probably uh
0: maybe 15 like, minutes maybe. Yeah, f- at the max All I would right. say, right? 15 and at the max. People ma- will
1: start to get upset and some people may even get up and leave.
0: Yeah, well shit, that's what happened at this last thing. Like there was actually people well, I mean-
1: There's exceptions to, you know, big events starting late and stuff like that. But, you know, just in the typical thing, I'd say probably 15
0: minutes. Well, shit. I mean, if the place is packed and you're trying to get – everybody's trying to get drinks and find a seat and shit, I totally get that. You know, but when everybody's sitting down and they're waiting and waiting and waiting, you know, and there's nothing else going on, you know, the reason – why would you push that at that point? It's like – You know what You're going to wait For one or two stragglers You know I just I don't understand The mindset behind Pushing a show An hour and a half Because These people Ended up getting up And fucking leaving Because You know Nobody Nobody wants to wait For dick jokes Till 1130 Dude Like People got shit to do They have lives To move on to Like they don't want To sit there And wait an hour and a half They're expecting the show To be an hour and a half long They were expecting To be out of there By the time we started You know
1: My thing is Whenever I go to I know it's probably bad form or whatever But I never really stay for everybody else You know, So mostly I just go and try to go early and then leave
0: Right Right, you see, and you know, I'll be honest Like, I was doing that i I've definitely done that um, You know, just because you got other shit you need to do And you're just trying to fit in a quick set um, And at an open mic, I mean, I guess I think that that's probably okay at an open mic You know, if it was an actual show Then you would definitely stay to see the people go up, you know, like if you're at a comedy club, I mean, though, you know, cause they're not your peers at that point. They're at, that are, they're at another level that you're trying to reach, you know? So why you wouldn't want to see that information and just kind of like learn what they're doing and take note of that. But at an open mic, you're not getting that, you know, you're kind of just working alongside the, the, you know, the next person that's just like you, Sure. you know, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, Yeah, dude, that thing was brutal. And then I started talking to, uh, uh, Drake. Drake Nelson is a comic out in, he's out in LA right now. Um, I know he does some stuff on YouTube and he does a podcast with Tim Gaither. Uh, so check out that, um, if you guys are interested, but I was telling Drake, Uh, I was like, what? I
1: don't think he's doing it with uh, him currently anymore. No? Tim Gaither's podcast is so awesome.
0: Yeah, it is. Um... Yeah, I was I was talking to Drake and he was I told him I was like, is there a certain point where you turn these gigs down where like you don't um you know, you just say no, sorry, I can't do that show. And that's what one thing I like talking about like talking to Drake about is because he's like he's fucking smart with the shit, dude. Like he looks at it from like an angle like for whatever reason I didn't even think of, you know. He's like Oh, you're just focusing on how bad the gig was. But think about it. Like you look good in the manager's eyes, the person who booked you because you've never turned anything down. Right. Plus you're getting free food, free room. You're getting paid decently. And, uh, you know, and it's close to Reno. So, you know, what, if you're not doing anything else, then why would you ever turn that down? You know? And that shit fucking rang true to me. Cause it's like, yeah, you're right, like. You know, I'm not Dane Cook over here. Like I don't I don't <laughs> I'm not even really anybody in the comedy uh vast comedy scene, you know, so for me to be turning shit down is too. what's that?
1: I've always felt that way about myself too. That no show is beneath me.
0: Right. Well I'm it's...
1: taking anything anybody's ever given me, but which isn't much. You know, I don't really get put on shows ever. Right. Unless it's uh something like with you or, you know, like one of my friends.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's that I feel that it's like beneath me. It was just I think I was more focused on like uh,
1: maybe that, that was a bad way to put it, you know. Not, but, no, uh, no, you know what
0: I mean? yeah, like, no, no, I know uh, what you mean. I think maybe it was just more like I feel like I'm not getting anything out of it uh, that's helping my comedy because everybody's like, "What are you talking about? You're getting money and a free room and food," and it's just like, "Yeah, but that's not why I'm doing comedy. I'm not doing comedy for the free room and the uh, you know all that shit and the food and everything." I'm doing it because, like, I want to get good at it, you know, I want to be decent at it and actually perform well and uh, actually have people follow me because they enjoy me as a stand-up, you know. Sure, you you get the perks of, like, money and rooms and shit like that, but, I mean, like, that's not why I'm doing it. I don't know, I just to me it just feels like uh you know and after talking to drake about it it just uh, he just kind of made it really clear you know that you don't uh
1: gotta keep going
0: yeah you just gotta keep going and he he had this the greatest advice man he said uh he was like because i told him about the heavy set lady like passing out gambling and shit and uh like it was just like it was just so sad you know, seeing somebody like that It's like you're fully, like what more evidence do you need to realize You are sucked into the one of life's many traps You know, gambling and <laughs> fucking overeating And just, she's still hitting the spin button one She's still gambling and not even looking at the screen She's doing
1: like two of the seven deadly sins and sleeping on one of them
0: Right, <laughs> right, right And barely even conscious, just hitting the spin I button Like staring at, the, staring at the fucking ceiling, dude wasn't even pay- wasn't even if she did win, she probably just said, Fuck it, let it ride <laughs> all these yeah, to all these winnings, you know,
1: yeah Quato on the side of her neck was like yeah. Whatever
0: he says, <laughs> yeah no, no but Drake uh, he said he was like, dude, just make fun of the room, you know, but don't mention it by name and don't specifically say that it's this gig. You know, just mention it like, "Oh, I did this one show before that was horrible," and then you just start naming what you're seeing actually happening in the room, you know. And I was like, "That's that's pretty genius," you know, because I could have used that that uh, that whole big lady bit there, and uh, <laughs> and nobody would have known that I was talking about the current situation on stage, you know. It
1: reminds me of this uh, game. Gang- Kingdom is a is a roller skating rink, you know. It's an inner one or whatever in town you're in. You know, just your generic roller rink. And they used to have this game called Big Bertha, <laughs> and uh, you would you would have to throw. I, don't know, I think you knocked your teeth out or something <laughs>
0: with the balls, you know. Right. And uh, yeah, that game. Yeah, think about that game nowadays, man. You'd never have that game nowadays. Hell no. You know, someone who would be all breath. sensitive, fat. Fat people Hashtag uh, Us fatties Like exist too Or whatever the fuck They're doing nowadays <laughs> Yeah no I know I it, Somebody I would take offense To cool. it You know Someone would take offense To it They probably just took offense To what I said But guess what Fuck them Cause they can't do What I'm doing Alright uh, there, uh,
1: <laughs> there was this There uh, was this Guy
0: uh, At this Little hole in the wall Literally shitty
1: Little place You know I don't even know Why I went there <laughs> Ate there and it was the food was pretty good, but it was like a hole in the wall place. And then I was like, "Oh, this would be p- perfect place to build like a comedy following," you know? Right. And because uh, he had a stage and a mic and something and everything, right? So comics kind of look for that. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Oh, have you ever done, you know, comedy here?" And he's like, "Man, we're doing things here ain't nobody ever done." <laughs> Was just like oh man I didn't even want to get involved with this motherfucker.
0: Did he start name dropping people?
1: Yeah, he did. He <laughs> named dropped one person and it was
0: uh you know a okay. local
1: local uh, sure person in the comedy scene, uh Booker type guy.
0: Right. I wonder what uh I don't I bet you I haven't even seen a flyer for their uh Comedy night of uh, progression, you know?
1: No, they don't have any... I've looked ever since, because I always thought it was funny what he says, you know? And it takes a couple seconds to look.
0: We're doing things here. God, see, I fucking hate when people do Ain't that. nobody
1: ever done. Ever heard of a little band called
0: The Beatles? They'll be here Thursday. They'll be... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just the level of ego behind that. I just can't fucking relate, dude. <laughs> I just can't relate. Yeah. Um. Here's something interesting, because I know you're, um, into, uh, smoking, right? Like, you're into, um, smoking the ganj. I do. Um, fucking, I took this dab the other night, dude, and, uh, like, for me, like, when I smoke weed, like, I get paranoid, like, I get hypersensitive, I get really stuck inside my head. I mean, you've been on the phone with me. Yeah, flour, yeah. Um... You've been, I mean, shit, I've talked on the phone with you, you know, when it's happening before, you know, and, like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like you just feel like everything and everybody is happening to you all at the same time, you know, and at least for me. And so... Yeah, but you see, that's the thing. That what that was interesting, though, because I would see you smoke, like, dabs and wax and, like, shatter, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that's such high-concentrated stuff. I would probably go fucking insane. Like, if I'm taking two rips of a joint, like, I would go insane, you know? Yeah. Um, so you, you took the dab, then? Yeah, I took the dab, and I fucking felt hella good. Like, I did well, not... Was it your first dab, or no? Well, it was my first time doing it, like, the way that I've seen you do it and the way that okay. i've seen uh you know my girl do it where you you heat up the you know the nail or the yeah. bowl or whatever and then you drop it in and you swirl it around and you do the little cap thing and all that that was my first time doing it like that you know um i mean i've vaporized the stuff before but those high temperatures and things like that it really does affect you differently just by the temperature alone oh, yeah
1: totally. that's why i have an electronic nail
0: dude that amazed me i was amazed by that
1: yeah, the electronic now lets you lets you uh, smoke it at different temperatures, you know. Uh, and wax is concentrated marijuana, you know, and that the way that they extract it is normally with butane or higher end stuff is with uh, CO2 or ice mm-hmm. for different. You know, they even have a way to do it with ice, dry ice. Right. Or some of it's rosin, which is extracted with only heat, so there's no solvent. They call that solventless. Those are those are really good and tasty because there's not like, uh, you know, even when you inhale. That's why when I used to smoke a uh, uh, flower, I would use, a, it's called a hemp wick. Okay. Which I think I gave you some of it.
0: Yeah, is it that little, it basically just looks like a piece of string?
1: Sure. It looks like a fuse or something. Yeah. And yeah. You, light the, you light it. And that you use that to light your bowl.
0: And that's just and strictly because just there's no chemicals in it. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: you're not inhaling the butane when you when you uh, suck in that
0: bowl. Dude, that's amazing because I've always seen it as just like it's just getting high. Why do why do stoners got to overcomplicate the shit? Like, oh no. But the terpenes hit you at like 02 percent, like, be- like, you know. And I just never understood that. I, this guy showed me when I was at the smoke shop. This guy showed me a fucking castle. It was a castle that you smoke out of, and like, <laughs> you, you know. And it's like, at, I mean, I get it. There, okay, yeah, you're making this giant glass sculpture or something. But at the end of it, man, you're just smoking a little bit of weed, like, you know. I think people yeah, just kind of get a little like carried away with things. it. I think people I like just simpler pieces, you know. Yeah. Like I I like pieces
1: that are functional and beautiful. Not so much uh not so much uh so flashy, you know. With like little islands on them and shit.
0: Now, is there a reason why um why you just like to smoke so much? Cuz I can't imagine smoking as much as you do, man.
1: Yeah, I kind of smoke a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it's not like it's heroin, but at the same time, like, there has there's something that it's doing for you, for you to continue to, you know, smoke like that. What is it that you think, or, like, feel like it's helping you with?
1: Um, kind of not think about, you know, just...
0: Life shit so uh, much?
1: Yeah, sometimes that much, you know?
0: Right. Right. Like...
1: I use it as an escape. It's like a bad thing. Like, I guess people use alcohol.
0: Yeah, that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> I drink alcohol I to a, literally disassociate myself from my life. <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel the difference. And, and the thing is, I don't smoke socially. I mean, there's very few people that I smoke with. I mean, there's, you know... And even then, it's... I can count them on one hand, you know?
0: Well, that's funny. Like, them. it gives you the opposite effect that it gives me. Like... You smoke to disassociate with life, and if I smoke, like, life hits me like a fucking freight train right in the face, and I become scared. <laughs> oh. Sure. But you see, also, I, di- I didn't feel that with the dabs, man. Like, uh, I could so see you why... You like
1: dabbing? You like that? Uh... I did. You like that feeling?
0: Yeah, I, you know what? I Like, I had a nice euphoric feeling, but... Um, it wasn't so mental. I wasn't stuck in my head. Like, I knew I was, I just, I felt not normal, but, I mean, I felt like I was able to manage, like, my thoughts and how I think people are perceiving me, you know? And, <laughs> is that Max? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my dog. Stop. Um, yeah, but it's weird, though, because if I smoke just regular weed, all of that, like, hits me. I get super paranoid. People think it's like, uh, like hypersensitive. It makes your uh, like your nerves and like your awareness like hypersensitive. Do you know anything about that?
1: Uh, that turns you into like some kind of werewolf. <laughs> uh
0: no, more like
1: where all, your, where all your senses are heightened, like a dog.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, and I just I feel know. like people are staring at me.
1: No, trust me, I feel that way too. Especially if I haven't smoked in a while and, you know, then I go back to it and I get really high. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't think that everybody's looking at me and be like, oh, no, they know I'm
0: stoned. How the fuck do you handle that?
1: Uh, I just have a lot of confidence.
0: Ah, uh, dude, it's just too much for me. <laughs> I have a lot of confidence, but when I smoke weed, that shit goes right the fuck out the door, dude.
1: Yeah, you seem really loose when you smoke.
0: Mmm, man.
1: I'm always kind of a serious person, so.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of hard not to be in this day and age. I mean, you got to kind of take everything with a grain of salt, but shit. Uh, You know, that's funny, though, um, that, you know, we all have coping mechanisms. Like, mine uh, has been uh, Kratom. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I'm sure, of course you have. You hang out with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all talking to you like it's the first time we're meeting. <laughs> no, yeah, no, um, no I've yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, I've seen you consume it.
0: Oh, I consume a shit know, ton we've of talked it. About it. Right, it gives me that uh, euphoric feeling, like uh, you know, like Vicodin or something. Um, I tried it and it didn't really do anything for me. See, that's maybe it's just because you didn't take enough. You know, with those nap. no!
1: Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or a horse tranquilizer, you know, like shoot me with it like jungle the jungle when you shot that fly. Oh yeah.
0: The Panari. The it was real Panari. Yeah. Or um maybe
1: have that with Kratom and shoot me with it and
0: Yeah, see you know if <clears throat> put me
1: down like a rhinoceros.
0: Well you see I took some today and it makes me Like cause you know, I gashed my finger open and like Oh yeah. So it's like a good uh it's like a good pain reliever, you know. Um <sighs> I actually when I was picking some up I ran into this guy. Um I hope I can get him on the podcast because uh you know he's a um a fi- um a fly fishing guide. He's a skydiver. Um he, he was he was in a band. Like he just seemed like a really interesting guy. Um he started following the podcast cuz he was asking me about Kratom. Uh so hopefully I can get him on. Um but yeah, we were talking about it and he was uh telling me about how you know, does is this really help like, you know, like get people off like methadone and heroin and oxys and shit like that. And so I started telling him a little bit of like about my experience with it and then about how my uncle, you know, was retired military, like had all these fucking surgeries, you know, PTS and uh, would just abuse the shit out of co- Oxycontin, man. Just like literally would get a bottle like of a hundred of these fucking things and they'd be gone in like two days. You know, like, he would eat that much of them. And then he would lay there for the rest of the fucking month in pain. <laughs> just like, eh. yeah, just the rest of the month. Cause, didn't you to say that. Yeah, well, because, you know, they give him, like, so many a month uh, before he could get a refill. And so he would abuse the shit out of them, and he wouldn't have any for the rest of the month. Plus, since he was taking so much at a time, he would have these fucking horrible withdrawals. And uh, so I turned him on to create him. I was like, dude, take this, like, try it. Like, you know, it'll help out. And as soon as I gave it to him, like, as soon as I gave it to him an hour later, he was like, holy shit, why haven't I been doing this the whole sure. time? You know, like it's hella helping. So that's why I was like, kind of asking you, like if, you know, smoking, like there has to be something that it's helping you with, you know, and I mean if it's just to take a break from everyday life or dude, there's nothing wrong with just saying you enjoy it. That's how I am with booze.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh I just I, I feel like it's an escape for me, uh, from escape from reality.
0: Do you think it helps you like uh creatively?
1: Not anymore.
0: No, <laughs> so
1: it's it's more of like something i do now yeah you know, that's how much i smoke right it's just become a part of my dna like barbecue sauce from mcdonald's
0: right it's just part of who they I, are
1: yeah it's just part of yeah exactly Yeah. You know if, if that indicates my diet
0: you know what's funny is like uh if i'm at mcdonald's and i have the sweet and sour sauce if you eat Two of those little things of the sweet and sour sauce—it tastes exactly like the barbecue sauce. By the time you're done with the second one, <laughs> I swear- I? yeah, it, like plays a trick for me. It does. It like plays a trick on my taste buds. Like, at, like your, uh, circus. Like the first couple of them taste like sweet and sour, and then after like the fourth bite, it just tastes like the barbecue sauce to me. Maybe that's Call just sauce. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, I mean, no shit. That's why the fucking half of America is obese as fuck. <laughs> fucking. They make 20 nuggets, 5 bucks. <laughs> 20 nuggets, 5 bucks, contains 2% chicken and God knows what else.
1: <laughs> but... Yeah, I've, I've always kind of ate bad, though, you know. Like, uh, my parents uh, divorced and, you know, they would always... My mom would always be like Oh let's go to McDonald's Or oh let's go this Or oh let's go that Or oh let's do this You know Trying to buy my love Kind of you know And then my, when I had to Visit my dad He'd be like Let's do this Let's do this
0: Well then trying why don't you, uh, other, you know? Why don't you Why don't you switch it up
1: uh, I'm a creature habit Look at me smoking
0: Well yeah I know But also at the same time You've already identified That that's The only reason why You have those habits Is because that's how You were I'm raised kind of stupid <laughs> I hear you.
1: And uh, I just have problems changing things.
0: Right. Right. I don't know. Dude, everybody does. Yeah, you think so? Dude, I know so. Fuck, you know, I would sit here and say, oh, just do this, this, and this. But you should see, like, at the end of the day, like, when it's like, all right, it's 6.30, it's fucking boozing time, let's fucking throw them back, you know, like, and then, and I wake sure. up the same every morning. Oh, I'm not gonna drink today. I'm just not gonna do it today. Like whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then six o'clock rolls around. Yeah. And it's like, well, I've knocked all my shit out. Like, what the fuck else is there to do? You know, like what, the <laughs> like what the fuck do you do? You know, there's nothing to do. So I, I it's can't like, be
1: sober. That's my problem. It's Like, you know, it's like I don't
0: know. I, I think that just runs in human sober. DNA, though, dude. Because like for thousands of years people are just all about changing their fucking consciousness that's why booze is that ancient you know all these drugs that we have nowadays they're just more uh modified and more chemicals and shit in them but i mean fuck think about how you know pure like things used to be like back when the egyptians and shit were around you know oh totally just doing drugs all the time
1: egyptian person i tell you one thing i would be a good homeless person yeah <laughs> I'd be a horrible homeless person. I'd resort to crime immediately.
0: <laughs> Why? Well, think
1: about it. I just would suck. I'd be like, oh, this sucks outside, you know, being out here.
0: Dude, I would. This is what and, I would. And then
1: I'd go rob someone, you know, because I'd be like, oh, he has money and I don't.
0: See, that's the thing, though, dude. I would totally go. Yeah, do- I,
1: look, I, I look like an assassin, you know, like I kind
0: of. Yeah, you got that kind of look to you.
1: Yeah. You so, know, yeah, I think people give me their money,
0: yep. you know. And you know what? Anyway, fucking 2 months later, your glasses would break and you would we would run into you and you would um. have you would have some makeshift glasses with like the bottom of glass coke bottles attached to sticks somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you could still see. I'm homeless. I'm using the bottom of coke, <laughs> coke bottles to see. It always amazes me, you know Like, that's a hobby Someone's doing that as a hobby, you know You need special tools to cut those glasses Like, how the fuck do they cut that? Dude, you know they just fucking threw the bottle on the ground <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, put, and, and they're putting the shard sharp edge toward their face <laughs>
0: Drunk as shit Off steel reserve Doesn't give a fuck Just smashes a bottle on the ground Looks for the smoothest shard Stop. You know i don't know if i if i was homeless i would uh i would live at guitar center because like you can go inside guitar center and just play the guitars and wise to you pretty quick <laughs> well here's the thing is like you of course <laughs> you have to leave at night time but when the store opens up i'd be right back in there testing out yeah, more equipment yeah well sure
1: Maybe ask a questions,
0: Well, but see, <laughs> I go in there a lot and I always play the guitars and I barely ever buy anything. You, know, you,
1: look, you look home, you you have a home. Let's put it that way. Okay. You look like you have a home. Right. And you go in there and you spend all day in there, they're hoping for a sale. Dude. But I... when you look like you don't have a home and you spend all day somewhere, you got problems ahead.
0: Dude, I <laughs> I saw this guy obviously homeless just so painstakingly obviously homeless and uh he was standing outside of uh, kfc and he was going in and filling up this single, single gatorade bottle and then he would come outside and pour it on him and he was like taking a bath and then he would go back inside to fill up this gatorade bottle and come back out and pour it on him to like keep cleaning like he was bathing himself with a gatorade bottle and uh but, I, you know, at the same time, I was just like, Jesus, that's gross. But at the same time, I'm like, well, at least he's trying to do something. I mean, you see some of these guys, yeah, and it's true. just like, what the fuck? Like, what makes you think that that is okay? I mean, I get it. Like, you're homeless. You don't have money. You can't do shit. But, you know, jump in the fucking river. For fuck's sake, wash your clothes in the river. I mean, what the fuck is the river downtown for if you're not bathing yourself in it? You know?
1: Yeah, this is a central location for homeless Homelessness. It is. It's got everything a homeless person needs.
0: Right. Gambling. Cheap fucking booze. Twenty four hours in a fucking river. Yep. You know. I mean. I understand. Like these people have problems and all that shit. You know. So I'm not trying to shit on them. But at the same time, it's just like, dude. Like, you you gotta know what you look like, right? You're. There's no way you're just waking up every day just shit housed under the sun, and not like. Being like, okay, let me like at least rinse this dirt off of my body and this fucking horrible smell, you know. That's true. That's what I would do. I would bathe oh, cool. in the in the Truckee River and then put on my finest clothes and then go into Guitar Center and just work on my guitar playing and my music skills and that would be my ticket out of homelessness. Is I would earn, like, I would earn my <laughs> way out of. <laughs> you know that they're nowhere near each other. By yeah, the way. <laughs> I know. But you know what? You're homeless. Like you have nothing else to do. So you might as well just walk.
1: That's right. True. They got these
0: yeah. line bikes you that get the you can fucking ride a bike. Line bike. Maybe
1: you can steal a bike or something.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. There's. Or acquire a bike. Dude, there's options. I mean, it's you know, and then I look at it as a performer, and it's just like most comedians are just lazy. So it's like, what the fuck do you think most homeless people are doing too? Most of them are being pretty fucking lazy. I mean, there's actually homeless people out there like trying to make a difference, like trying to get a job and like trying to do shit, you know. But unfortunately, they get lumped in with the the rest of the pile. Um, of, uh, just river bums and, you know, there's a lot of lazy, there's a lot of lazy ones out there. I mean, dude, at some point when you look at their shopping cart that they're pushing around, it's like you had a shit ton of time to collect all that random ass shit. Like, why didn't you use that time a little bit more productively, you know? Maybe I'm just being an asshole. I don't know their story. I don't know. I don't know their fucking story. But yeah, at the same,
1: yeah. there's some extenu- extenuating circumstances.
0: Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe that's gonna be me in 60 years after I don't put the fucking booze down. You know. Maybe that will be me in six minutes. Six. <laughs> Sean, you seem like the kind of guy that would just have a life and be like, "Yeah, I don't feel like doing this anymore." And then you just, <laughs> yeah, no, trust me, I've, I've done that a few times. <laughs> you just walk away. Uh, you. Yeah. You used to live out on the East Coast in Baltimore, right? Yes I heard like that was like fucking I heard Baltimore is super dangerous Is that true? Yeah, and
1: in fact They have uh, they're in... On top of being really dangerous They have this uh, gang of people These gang of unruly youths Who Ride motor You know, dirt bikes are common out here in Nevada Right I'm not... <laughs> But they're also very common on the streets of Baltimore because in certain parts, they run they, they run the streets seriously. They they, right. they can, There's gangs of kids
0: on quads and dirt bikes <laughs> made for the dirt. Uh,
1: they're called the Twelve O'Clock Boys.
0: And they get off they get off school and then they all meet at well, no, the fucking they don't go to field. School, I don't think. No, they're kids though.
1: Yeah, maybe they go to school, but they have dirt bikes and they just ride in the streets. And then when the cops come, dude, they get on the dirt bikes and like kick the cop car. <laughs>
0: and fucking dude, that sounds like some fucking. It sounds like some Dark Knight shit. <laughs> sounds like yeah, some right? fucking uh, Batman like yeah, hooligan totally. activity. <laughs>
1: Seems like a scene in Dark Knight, yeah,
0: or a fucking how to kill Bill, this Japanese motorcycle game just comes comes up. The opening
1: scene, Batman comes to catch you know, to finally clean
0: up the 12 o'clock boys. Let me guess, they fucking also have like fucking dirt bike chains that they whip the hood with and everything. Yes, fucking chasing this car. Fucking hacks. get a new gig. Somebody's already done that, that's been around since the fucking 80s, right. You, you out, out there? there and a you're... Rash. I'm singing Genesis. I guess they also had fucking leather, right? The tinted out fucking motorcycle helmet, chain in their fucking hand. So, uh, have you? I think it's fucking uh, Rumble in the Bronx? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a great movie with Jackie Chan. It right?
0: was a great movie. He fucked his ankle up making it. Oh, uncle! <laughs> uncle! Dude, his stunts fucking amaze me, dude. Jumping from buildings and shit like that. Jumping from. Dude, he's really doing yeah. that. So yeah. you and so yeah, that's pretty crazy. You lived in Baltimore with the twelve o'clock boys, and you looking the way you look—just this small, nerdy little kid oh, with glasses. I was prepared
1: to defend my city. Right. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? I was going to be the one o'clock boys or something. <laughs> I was going to get a dirt bike. Uh, no, I'd be the 12 p.m. boys. No, you should have been. Um, you should have been the 11:59 um, boys. We came. Yeah. We, we came a whole minute before you. So let's not that's forget true. who's inferior here.
1: That's true. Yeah. The 11:59 boys. The 11:59 boys. I
0: would because you got to understand.
1: I have a lot of experience on a motorcycle.
0: Right. I. I have. You know. Pra- I've been riding a motorcycle for. That's right. That's right. You know.
1: Many, many, many
0: years longer than I've been driving. And really? I'm 31. <laughs> motorcycle longer than a car. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been riding bikes since I was uh you know, god, twelve years old.
0: Shit, dude. You know I'm that if you were you were the eleven fifty nine boys, you wouldn't do a motorcycle. You would have a swarm of gyrocopters going, back, <laughs> going down yeah. Yeah, the streets. That's true. Rising up off I have, of rooftops I everywhere. Actually
1: have some uh, some house. And I'm gonna build a gyrocopter.
0: <laughs> dude, dude, that's totally you. The gyrocopter. That's you. An o- an open air helicopter that requires no
1: no. Uh like flight checking by the state
0: right did you see that video I tagged you in it was like a, a guy that made a gyrocopter but it was out of like a bug like a, like a VW bug oh I probably did but it's been a little while oh my gosh and this thing just like immediately the nose just pitches straight to the, like this thing gets going and they're towing it like with this car and it's pulling this yeah. fucking bug, and, like, the propellers pick it up speed, and then as soon as it catches speed, like, the tires lift up off the ground, and the nose just straight sh- <laughs> shoot straight in the air and the <laughs> thing. I think mine will be a little
1: bit more aerodynamically sleek.
0: <laughs> right, than using than a fucking, a yeah, 60s technology for your modern yeah. flying machine.
1: Made for hither's Highway, you know, and not for the skies.
0: So, why did you move to Baltimore originally?
1: Uh, for work. I worked for, uh, Planet Fitness. Right. I was, I fixed, uh, gym equipment.
0: Okay. All right. And how long did you do that for?
1: Uh, over two years.
0: And you were doing stand-up this whole time?
1: No. I only did stand-up, uh, like, twice
0: So you in were, two years. Oh, so uh, okay. So you were just, like, tweaking out on some lady's treadmill... She's just like, hey, you're kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. hey, oh you-? man, there's one time, I don't think I've ever told you this. This <laughs> one time,
1: uh, this lady, so my job was to catalog all these treadmills and stuff, right? So I was I was putting them into the system. So I took pictures instead of getting behind each one with my laptop. I thought to myself, well, I'll just take pictures in order and do them at home, right? Uh-huh. So I, I was squatting down, taking pictures, <laughs> and it was like five in the morning, right? And this lady was like looking behind me, and I took a picture of, you know, the, the tag right behind the treadmill. And,
0: uh. You looking the way she, you look?
1: Yeah, right, yeah. You know, she's like, creep, creepy.
0: That's all she said. That's it? Just creepy? Yeah,
1: like creepy, and she wrote like a Yelp review, like, Don't Creepy,
0: found my name out. She wrote a she's, like, Yelp creepy. review on you? Yeah, yeah. You didn't I'm tell like, her that I you know. were working? Here's the,
1: here's the, fu- oh, I told her. That's the funny part.
0: It's like, no, I work here. Hello?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Idiot? She, she didn't care. And then the funniest part was that my manager's. <laughs> my manager's like. You know, heard about it. Obviously, you know, right? And he's like, he's like, this is just this meeting's just a formality. He's like, we all laughed it off. <laughs> we all know you,
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that was just who the fuck takes who the fuck takes pictures of somebody just running on a treadmill and like beats off to it. You know, oh like, dude, what the, when, I, what's gonna you, do, you What's I gonna do for me? I know. Well, you know, in this days, in this time, like you can't, you just, you just don't know because. Dude, there's people out there right now, like, buying pictures of, like, girls' feet for, like, $1,000 a photo, dude. I guess you're right,
1: yeah.
0: $1,000 a photo. You know, these Indian guys on Instagram are fucking creepy, dude. They creep me out, man. Like, that. sometimes they mistake me for, like, a girl or some shit. And, like, I start getting, like, these fucking hey, sexy. And, like, I literally now know, like, what women are dealing with. Like, when they think you're a hot girl... You know, because I posted a picture hey, of my girlfriend. Baby, you have good one. Come uh, see what I have. You don't. I have all kinds of things on my. Money always gets the last laugh. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, yeah, dude. It, cause, you know, I'll post a picture of my lady, and then, like, they think that I'm her instead of reading the description of, like, the profile. And then I start oh, getting, definitely. like,. My phone has been blowing up with, like, people that want to video chat me and stuff. I'm actually thinking about on my next podcast um, answering some of these uh, video chats from these Indian guys and just showing oh. them that I'm a dude, you know, just to get their reaction. I think that would be pretty funny. Um, I think that would be hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, I'd like, to catch a...
0: Yeah. To the, catch a pervert, yeah. To catch a pervert, yeah. And then you get like uh, I got a couple of dick pics too. I'm actually, it's actually kind of inspired me. <laughs> it's kind of inspired me to uh, make like an Instagram shame page, you know.
1: And wait, this is
0: uh, you've gotten dick pics to the closet talk. Instagram? No, 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 <laughs> no, okay. no closet oh, yeah. talk Instagram. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, because then that would fall under the lines of what you think everybody thinks, which is, uh, do they yeah. think that it's a po- co- podcast about yeah. being gay? No, no uh, no, dick pics uh, on the Closet Talk Instagram yet, uh, but we got a bunch of new followers, so who knows? Um, yeah, no, this is on a different thing, and I just, you know, I posted sure, this picture yeah. of my girlfriend, and, you know, immediately it's like, Hey, sexy, gorgeous woman, how many monies you want? <laughs> and it's like, what? What the fuck are you talking Whatever about? My
1: boyfriend says, I hit him with a fire
0: hydrant I hit him Out here in Jamal We will fucking put curry in his asshole And tie him naked to a mountain of fire ants <laughs> Don't ask me how we tie him We
1: tie him in like a dog sticks You know how the dogs, they put him in the American yards And they cannot get away?
0: Yes. So they tie him down We even give him shock collar so he cannot yell for help <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well,
1: man, people just people probably think I'm a racist now.
0: No, who cares? What you can't do voices? Are you saying that they don't sound like that? You fucking idiot. Who the hell yeah, what, crazy. you can't what you can't even fucking talk like <laughs> the way people talk now? It's like what, I just made that voice up and you magically know what uh you know, certain ethnicity of about, people yeah. I'm talking about and I'm a racist, but you got it. Like, go fuck yourself. No way, dude. No way You can do voices All you want man I like when people do voices It's funny
1: I like like voices And see that's I think that's another thing I'm going to miss About doing stand up Is that Because we got off On a wild tangent
0: (laughs) That's what it's for man That's what a podcast is for You just get sucked Into a conversation Uh,
1: uh, I would miss doing impressions And voices And things like that You know Because I got A few of them That I like to do But I do them I've done them before I did stand up
0: And I'll do them I do them still Almost every day And just during the day. Yeah, dude, you're really good at those. Yeah, thank and, you. And you have some original impressions that nobody does. Like, everybody has the, um, you know, the George Bush or the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, but yeah. you're over here, like, trying to imitate, like, Jason Statham. And, uh... Yeah, there's
1: a couple of people who can do Jason Statham, but not, not, not uh, that many that I've, you know, really heard that much yet. I guess maybe he's more popular now.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it just came out with that giant shark movie or whatever. He's always in these okay. over-the-top, like, yeah. I killed a monster. <laughs> he's always in those kind of movies where he's all yeah. juiced up with fucking, you know, battery clamps on his goddamn nipples, like, stabbing people and shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> Like, it's always like, we get it, you're white and bald, like, you're a badass, we get it. Like, he just paints himself like that, you know? <laughs>
1: A swimmer in the Olympics too or something.
0: I know, I didn't believe that when you told me dude.
1: Yeah, and then we then I showed you the video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he really was. He really was. Back before he like just started getting all ripped and calling himself Chet Chelios. You think that was like his alter <laughs> You think that was like his uh swimmers alter ego? Like, he would just envision himself, like, it, Juice me. And then he would fucking <laughs> run to the end of that diving board and fucking do a tra- quadruple gainer.
1: Yeah. Did the, you need the name. Right. Quadruple gainer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. Yeah. Well, you're back in Reno now, and I'm happy for it.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, but Reno's changing a lot, too.
0: yeah. That it is, man And, uh, you know, especially with, you know, doing open mics I just haven't done any out here I was thinking about doing uh, the Tuesday mic with, um, Norm Because Norm's a good dude, you know But, uh, it's just one of those things where, like, you do it for a while And then you just want to start being in front of actual audiences You know, it's like, can somebody just be here to tell me if my material sucks or not? Like, why do I have to... What's up, babe? Why do I have to, like, tell it to chairs and then just try to, you know, keep raping my own brain with my personal thoughts? Like, is that material good? Is that bad? Should I edit it? Well, who the fuck knows? You know? Yeah. That's the only thing that's annoying me is, like, can you just give me people to bomb in front of, please? You know? Can I be in front of some... Can I be in front of an audience that actually has the potential of throwing something at me and saying I suck? (laughs) You reach... It's a whole new level, Sean. It's a whole new level of stand-up when you're just like, please, just give me some people to, you know, bomb in front of so I can, like, actually try to get better.
1: Yeah. Oh, I remember that time. You know, back when I really was, like, into stand-up, you know, like... I was in a room and I would, you know, perform... They were open six nights a week. Right. So... But I would also routinely give up my spot if... If somebody else better came along that would better serve the show.
0: Sure. Well, because you care about the, the flow of the show and not necessarily right, your I five minutes of fame. Of it, sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> what is, um? is... We're pretty much approaching our closing time. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but the uh, last question I uh, pretty much got for you was uh, what was the worst show that you ever did? Did, did anybody call you names or throw something at you? What was the... What was the time that you just ate it the hardest and what made it so memorable for you? Uh, there was
1: one time that I did really, really bad and I like felt it in my soul, you know.
0: Sure.
1: And I was cleaning up the club and I had a joke about Ambien that night doing Ambien. <laughs> and somebody wrote on the napkin, he shouldn't do Ambien before he goes up. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the napkin
0: by the way. Dude, so you're cleaning the club after you just performed and did a joke about Ambien, yeah. and then you find like the audience members are I'm writing notes really to themselves about you not you doing didn't face me. God. That is funny, dude. That is f- and you kept the napkin too. Yeah,
1: I still have
0: the napkin, yeah. That's awesome. Now now one day if you ever decide to, you know, whack yourself, make sure you pin it to your forehead. You know. Isn't that a, isn't
1: that a perfect, uh... <laughs> yeah show
0: story? Dude, that is. Like, that's a great bit, man. You and see? I pull
1: out the napkin,
0: Jimmy Fallon's like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, God, he actually has a napkin. Look, everybody, it's not a prop. Um, yeah, shit, dude. Uh, the worst thing I ever did was this Reno Comedy Showcase um, at this uh, open mic that um, is now closed. But um, I showed up was and...
1: I, was, was I on this or no? I think
0: um, I'm done. I think you've done one of those, but I don't think you were on it with me. I was with some, like, uh, out-of-town guy and Brandon Laura, I believe. And uh, we get in there. Nobody. Absolutely not a single soul except for the bartender and the other comics. And uh, Showtime rolls around, nobody. Right? Half hour past Showtime, nobody. And it's just like, okay, well, are we going to call it? Are we even going to do a show anymore since nobody's here? And they're like, yeah, let's do the show anyways. show must go on. And I'm like, but, you know, there's nobody here. And so first guy goes up. Oh, no laughs, surprisingly. And it wasn't because he was a bad performer. It was because there was nobody there. Um, and then I go up. And this is my luck, dude. Uh, I go up, and a concert had just ended. Um, this, like, <laughs> country music concert, like... But one of those like raw, raw, we're America country music uh type concerts. Mm, yeah, and sure. you know, with the we're the You're shit so kicking so country guys and we'll kick your ass like type deal. And so fucking four or five of these people come walking in just hammered drunk and they're just looking for a drink. They're not here for comedy. They just got out of a concert. They just want to get more shit housed. And I literally have just started Uh, my, you know, I was thinking I was supposed to do like 15 minutes and I just started, I was on like minute one or two and this is the only time this has ever happened to me. I'm like saying these jokes. I'm like, Oh, finally some people like, welcome guys. Like, uh, we're doing standup show. Thank you for joining us. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy turns to me and he's just like, stupid douchebag, get off the stage. (laughs) I was just like, wow. I was literally actually like taken back. By him saying that because nobody's ever called me a name or been that fucking direct, you know, especially when there's nobody here.
1: Yeah, I said it. Now
0: do it. Yeah, exactly. Had that attitude, like, oh, because you're a cowboy, I'm supposed to listen to you. How about no? Like, you're in my world now. That's this like, isn't. This
1: is like a Walker Texas Ranger yeah. episode.
0: This isn't. Yeah, exactly. You're not fucking watching. Uh, you know, I don't know those little rah rah uh, country music people like <laughs> Keith something or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> oh shit. <clears throat> Plug this in before this dies. Um, yeah. So. Um. Yeah, dude. That's what happened, and it was just horrific. And I still remember that. And now every time when I go on stage, I have this little, you know, kind of like, uh, is there any people that have that that word cocked and loaded? For me? I better not be a the, douchebag.
1: The monster in the closet.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> but you see, that's what makes you better, man. That's what makes you better. You go up there, somebody calls you a douchebag, and then you fucking work through it. You try not to kill yourself, and you move forward.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, let me tell you some. Or... If, you ride, if you're if riding a horse,
0: and you ain't got nowhere to be, then you better
1: figure it out.
0: <laughs> uh, yesterday, I was driving out to Portola, and uh, me and uh, Jackie saw this... Uh, uh, sign that said uh, what did it say, babe? It said um, uh, Cowboy Poetry Night. Oh, yeah, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, Cowboy Poetry Night. Yeah, and so then I just started like acting up and making uh, cowboy poetry uh, just randomly in the car. I just thought it was hilarious. Cowboy Poetry. like That's a very distinct show. You have, <laughs> You've really narrowed your audience by labeling it that. In my opinion, anyways. But what else are you supposed to do out there in the uh, town of whatever the fuck it was called?
1: Ah, dude, you know what we should do is dress as a cowboy. Go to cowboy poetry and read Shakespeare.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good idea.
1: And then I'll be like, what the fuck is your problem, dude? I'm being all literal here and you guys got an issue.
0: Yeah, I just want to go up there, dress like a cowboy and take a Toby Keith song and then just say it with a slow poetry tone. <laughs> and get them on my side with that.
1: There's been times when I've, uh, I've, you know, there's been a guitar or something involved, and and I've, like, sang a joke or slowed a joke down. I seem to do better with that than actually performing. Right. Got bigger laughs.
0: Well, man, you got your own talent of your own, so I would just encourage you to keep going up and keep trying, you know, but, I mean, also at the same time. Don't make yourself hate it in the process, you know. I would just uh, start appreciating the process and uh, not worrying so much about uh, what people are going to be thinking of it right a- right away, you know. I mean, especially if they're not paying anything. You know, if it's a free show, then what the fuck does your opinion really matter? All right. So, all right, bud. Well, hey, we're, uh, well, Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, of course, man. We've uh, pretty much done an hour already, so... Uh, yeah, do you have any, uh, stuff coming up that you want to hype or, like, uh, you know, a YouTube channel or anything you want to plug? Uh, I do
1: have a YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, Serious Smoking Reviews.
0: Okay. And, uh, just a, uh, weed review channel?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not very active, uh, right this, this minute, you hmm. know, but there's, you know, there's over 40 videos there for you guys to consume.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty good boost, man. I mean, that's shit. That's more content than I have out right now. So, um do you have do you know when your yeah, next a, uh next episode's going to be coming out? Um
1: I recorded one. I'm editing it, but I don't know if I'm going to release it.
0: Okay. So there you go. If uh out, yeah. The, yeah, if you but, guys hear but this but and you soon. want yeah, exactly. If you guys hear this and you want Sean to release that just blow him up on Facebook. Uh, Sean Pearson, <laughs> or his YouTube channel, Serious Smoking Reviews. That's where you can catch this yeah. guy. So I don't really associate my name with the channel that much. So. Oh, you don't? Oh, well, then I just kind of blew uh, it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. In fact, one of
1: the funniest parts and one of the funniest videos is uh, I have I had a local comic con, and he goes, he goes, "Okay, Sean," and I go, "Well, wait." what i was on 40 videos i've never said my name before <laughs> <laughs> and he totally ruined it in one take <laughs> not ruined it in a bad way it was it was so funny because it was so organic
0: yeah exactly right he just didn't know well shit now everybody knows who you are because you're on this thing you know so uh that's true yeah all right man well shit um I'll call you back here in a little while. I'm going to wrap this thing up, all right? Okay. Talk to you all soon. Man. Hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, see ya. man. See ya. All right. So, that was my good friend, Sean Pearson. Uh, good comedian. Started out with him. And uh, as you can see, he has a little bit of uh, um, challenges that he's trying to work through. But he's a fantastic writer, so we should all encourage him to keep going. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was episode 22. Um, you can follow this on the Anchor app, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, uh, and then there's a whole list of others like Breaker, Radio Public, CastBox, Pocket Cast, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Anchor is my original home, so I'd encourage you guys to follow it on there because, um, uh, yeah, that's where I originally started and they've been really good to me. And if you have an idea for a podcast, I would recommend starting through them as well because they just give you all the tools to get it done. Um, so, uh, there's also, if you'd like to, you don't have to, but I, I feel like I have to say it. I'm trying to get some new, um, audio software here and maybe, you know, a little bit better equipment. Um, so there's a donation page on the Anchor site if you want to donate, like a monthly donation, like a dollar, two dollars, something like that. It's almost like a Patreon, but you could do it directly through Anchor and they get a percentage too, because I want them to get a cut as well, so... Um, Thank you guys so much. And if you want to come on the show and talk about anything, uh, feel free to send me an email at talkwithethan at gmail.com. And we'll get you on and just bullshit and shoot the shit and talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. So thank you guys for tuning in to uh, episode 22, and I will catch you on the next one.